ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. Boys and girls and children of all ages, hello and welcome to the Bastards of Babylon, episode 40. Oh, Corenta, the big four oh, Longhorn. Yeah, it's a good number. Yeah, I've been waiting on this one for a while, uh, and not just because it reminds me of, of course, everybody knows Jim Daniel, who was the uh, center for the Cleveland Browns in 1946, um, yeah. very famous. Uh, not just because of that, but you know, 40, it's a big number, big number for the show, big number for everybody in life who's crossed that threshold. Um, what did 40 mean to you? Like personally, Hmm. as the day I lost my virginity, it was a big day for me. Uh, (laughs) finally got that, finally got that out of the way. They made a movie about me. It was, uh, not an exact replica of my life but pretty close <laughs> oh so you're saying that no, both, 40, 40 both your daughters shit. were the immaculate two eh. immaculate conceptions look i've heard that that the lord works in mysterious ways <laughs> and i just I just roll with that that he does edward that he i have does. had many times through the years of you know kind of wishing I could be a born again virgin and just get rid of women altogether because they are a succubus and um, pretty much the spawn of, of uh, evil for the most part, unless you find you a great one. I'm sure there's a lot of awesome chicks out there. <laughs> I turn into a bash women, but like, Hey, look, when, when you're a man who's focused on goals and getting somewhere and you're very, very busy to all you guys out there, if that's the part of your life you're at, don't get a girl, don't get a wife, uh, uh, unless you get pregnant. Probably want to probably want to make her legitimate, but yeah, that's uh, that's they they take a lot of time. Is what I'm saying. They're like a they're like a really needy pet that just <laughs> if, if if pets could talk, <laughs> like like if pets could talk and had cell phones that could and can call you all day. That's what it would be like uh, to to get a girlfriend, but that's probably just me. Y'all go for it. I don't know, man. I've got uh, two bulldogs, and they're very needy dogs. But you know, if I want to go out and do something, I just leave the house and leave them in it. And guess Mm -hmm. who's wagging their ass because they don't have tails when I get home. Both. Can you imagine if if they had your number on speed dial (laughs) as soon as you walked out the house? Oh yeah. I mean, they'd be blowing you up like Daddy. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? Daddy, food, 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 daddy, food. Yeah. Food, daddy, food. I got a shit. I got a shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I fell in the pool. I need help. I mean it's just always something. Yeah. Always something. Um 
So forty, really, forty didn't mean anything. To, like, didn't you didn't have any like thoughts as you passed that threshold? I'm trying to remember. Uh, let's see, I'm forty five, and this is twenty twenty three. So that was twenty. Ooh, yeah. See, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it works for a lot of people out there, <clears throat> or even you, both of us. But like, my life, my life timeline goes in <laughs> houses and girlfriends. <laughs> girlfriends for me. Like that's how I. That's how I do markers on um, where I was at in my life at whatever. Just so state. everybody knows, once he gets rid of a girlfriend, they burn the house down. So then he has to get a new house as well. So that's why. Uh, well, also they get married. So like if if there's any any ladies out there want to get married, <laughs> just come on, come on. What over was to that walk. movie? You're the real life good. What was it? Good luck. Chuck there was a movie about that. Yeah. Good like luck. every chick that he dates. They get married. Yeah, and it, it became like a known thing. So like then he was sought out to be the like, oh. people, like ladies sought him out. Like oh, I just got to go and I just got to date this guy, and then I'll find Mr. Right. What right decade was this? Oh man, uh, you're the Google master. Yeah. Well, what's the name of it? <sighs> you don't uh, even know. It's like Good Luck Chuck or some shit like that. I thought that was with the gay dude. No, it was fucking. Um, the dude that used to be really funny, Dane Cook, I think. Okay. It was Good a terrible movie, but... luck. Charlie? No. Yeah. Good luck, Charlie. 2007. Ah. 2007. So, um, yeah. It's been a while well, since yeah, he was popular. That's, so. that's literally... Oh, Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, she was a keeper. Um, yeah. That's literally how it goes for me, so... So yeah, they date me and they realize that um like that is as bad as the male species can get. <laughs> so I might as well just the next one. Who's the next person, the, the next, next man person. that walks into my life? We're getting married. That's that's how it works. So. <laughs> cheers to that and cheers to 40. Oh man, that's like uh God, now you have to think of the Can't Hardly Wait movie when like this nerdy guy's like listening to these two chicks talk, and she's like, "I broke up with my boyfriend. I, I think I'm just, I, I think I'm just gonna fuck the next guy. That, I mean, just probably the next guy that talks to me." And he's like, "Boom!" Yeah. Like falls over the couch. Like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> you want, uh, you want to dance? I'm allergic to dancing. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. She's that like, still, she's still like, well, up. he'll do. <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, and it was the little, the little. What is Seth name? Green? It was Seth fucking, Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes to the bathroom, and fucks it all up. Yeah, yeah. I got it now. But he still ends up getting laid. Yeah, he he bangs the cow in the bathroom, and uh, yeah, he lost his virginity to her. So good for him. So see, full circle, full circle. Happens to all of us eventually. Eventually, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, Forty was a weird time in my life. It was also a big transition. Um, during big that point, transition. big transition. Uh, was it like know, a year ago? Couple now. Uh, got the old uh, divorce and all that wrapped into one. I didn't get to go do what I wanted to go do for my 40. I wanted to go like somewhere big like Hawaii and like rent a house. Uh, but things were just like too tumultuous with everything going on. So instead, <clears throat> uh, I waited yeah. a month or so and I went to Vegas by myself and I literally had the most profitable trip of my entire life to Vegas, which is, is it a coincidence? Something. 
Probably not. I don't think so. Probably not. I, uh, so. I was by myself and I was free to do whatever I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I chose to win all the money. So that's that was a good choice. Uh, Why do you think gay guys are so fucking rich and loaded? I know. Uh, I know. And but yet they fight to get married, which, I mean, I guess if you're married to another dude, it's oh, probably yeah. not as bad. Yeah, they're just loading up together. Yeah. That's why you see those old fucking queens, like the old couple, like the classic, you know, queen couple. Like they're always they're always so well fucking tanned, and they're sitting on some <laughs> fucking patio on a Sunday having fucking just mimosas, chilling. just having the time of their goddamn lives. They're like in their mid fifties. They don't have a fucking care in the world. They're wearing fucking penny loafers and some fucking slack shorts. They're nice tans, good looking dudes, no gray hair. I mean, they just fucking look great and they're having the best time of their lives and it's because they're just hanging out with their fucking their buddy constantly mm-hmm. i mean yeah they just happen to be banging their buddy yeah they, the you know time. the butt sex is definitely a deterrent for sure but other than that i mean really what's the downside what is the downside a lot of reach arounds yeah the sexual stuff is definitely you know that's the turnoff obviously that's why we're not oh, all doing so you're it. saying move past okay gotcha well besides I mean, the the gross yeah, sex part yeah besides okay, the gross gotcha. sex part um, of course um but that's the only uh, reason why none. we're not all doing that and that's the reason there's why, literally none yeah that's that's the only reason why that the human race perpetuates itself because we all don't want to bang each other in the butthole mm-hmm. we like pussy so we like pussy so much that we let pussy enter our lives and, you know, still part of our souls and uh, definitely our bank accounts. The butthole is not frowned upon if it's a female butthole. Let's just, let's let's not go crazy. True. I mean, yeah, true. God gave women three holes for a reason. Is, is, <laughs> I, I don't know which chapter of the book that is, but I think it's a... a that is, a, uh, I believe... Which one is one, it, mostly? That's one of the Beatitudes... I believe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'll just go with that. Proverbs chapter three, verse twenty-six. Thou shall use every hole <laughs> thou thou was given. <laughs> Blessed be the butthole of the female. <laughs> Which is weird. I mean, I've I've never claimed that. <laughs> I've never claimed that it wasn't that it's not a little hypocritical that you know it's. Uh, even even female on female, you know, sex is got some sexiness to it. It's a little kind of hot. It's fucking awesome. And but then the guys is just, I mean, do do your thing, do what you want. I don't give a shit. But like, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's fucking gross to us. It's gross. It's gross. That's because we're gross. Like nobody went. Like I don't understand. But they're yeah. not like like these are the gay dudes. Like you said, they're all ripped up and tan and pretty i don't know i don't mean like dudes in general or like but like our see a dude naked right see a dude naked in the locker room still happens every fucking day especially the old guys they love old guys love being naked in public i don't understand i can't wait till i get to that age to where for some reason you just look fuck it i'm just gonna let my old beanbag hang out i don't care yeah Yeah, whatever it is get that big and impressive it's like hey check these out (laughs) Been sagging these Check for about out the 50 old years. bull fucking wandering this into the pasture. Um, but anyway, we've all seen dudes, and it don't matter if if you do have a good looking body as a guy, whatever. As soon as your genitalia comes out, 
It's not attractive. It's just not an attractive, like, I don't like looking at my own no. shit. It's not an attractive setup. It's just not. No. Uh, no. But yeah, but really. chicks naked are, I mean, my God, there's nothing better on this earth than that. They just walk nice. They, they, they're they just have curved a... in all the right places. They yeah. don't have things, you know, that are hanging out of their bodies that look ridiculous. They, yeah. Of course, this entire conversation is, uh, this entire conversation is, uh, transphobic and goes against Biden month. So, um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, how do you feel about putting down, or how do you feel about talking about male and female bodies in the middle of Pride Month, directly disrespecting the people of the people of Pride? Well, you know, I mean, I don't. Why are you pausing so long? Well, because I don't, I don't feel like because I'm taking this as a serious question, even though I know you're being facetious. Um, no, it's not a serious question. But like you know, but people would listen to this conversation. Certain people would say, "Oh." Listen, they're talking about gay sex is gross, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it is gross to us. Just like having sex with a woman is gross to them. Like, it's okay for them to say that. It's okay for us to say. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. They like what we, they like. We like what we like. I don't understand. Like, when, I don't understand when sexual preference became political. Like, how is that even a fucking thing? Like, you like what you fucking like. Period. Some guys like women... But they like women to <clears throat> fuck them in the butt with fucking dildos and strap-ons. That turns them on. Your question, your your question was how did uh, sexual preference become politicized? Yeah, well, I just, under, I just yeah, I just don't understand why that happened or when it happened. Like, I, I just, I don't fucking yeah. get it. Yeah, well, I mean, everything is we're we're living a we live in an age where everything is politicized and. The, the the sex and the identity holds a lot of power and it's it's that whole victim you know that's what like i talked about when with that book review if you're a part of the victim class then you use it whether it's race sex you use it and the way you use it is you and you monetize it is you politicize it so i mean it's no different but what are they like i guess what are they victims of is my question because we just sit here and or i sit here and said for sure, I'm jealous of fucking old gay queens. They, like I said, they got great tans, great lives. They're living with their best friend. They get to go fucking watch football with their buddy. They don't have to listen to any fucking bitching. <clears throat> but, you know, same like my blah, blah, blah. You know, like the only downside is the sex thing because, again, that's gross to me. It's fucking gross. If you're, asking, if you're asking me what I think they're victims of or what they say they'll victim, they're victim of, they'll say... I mean, obviously, it's all the same shit. You know, uh, prosecution, you know, bigotry, prosecution, uh, or persecution, you know, violence, persecution, violence. Um, just, I mean, all everything. They're, they think they're the victims of everything. When in actuality, they have more freedom and rights than than anybody. Obviously, they they you move to the top of the totem pole. If you especially are in this fucking rainbow, country, part of the rainbow mafia. Yeah, especially in this. I fucking... think it's worse than other. Well, I think I think it Britain, it's just as bad here in Britain. But yeah, like other countries, like not that aren't as privileged as these countries. Yeah, it's a. They oh, you mean like exist. what? What's that African country that is like that 
Uganda. literally came out with the fucking don't say gay bill. Like they tried to say that shit wasn't Florida, even though it didn't. In six pages <clears throat> in that bill, it didn't use the word gay one time. But in Uganda, they were like, did you see that fucking the news thing where they, the dude had the lesbian on? On the that's news? A old, that's an old clip. Yeah, the one where he says, why are you gay? Why are you gay? <laughs> Who says I'm gay? Well, you, you are, are gay. gay. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> why are you gay? <laughs> yeah, but that, that Uganda bill, <laughs> that Uganda bill, though, it doesn't, like, uh, even that was being spun wrong by the media. It's not a death penalty for being gay. It was a death penalty uh, for homosexual acts violent acts against either children the mentally retarded uh or any unconscious like if you're unconscious and you get you know i mean it, you can say why is there a line between if you get real peed why is there a line between homosexual acts against these kids the unconscious or the mentally retarded versus just sex acts against these uh well i don't know i mean that i'm not i'm not a uganda citizen i don't know but like nobody can disagree with the fact that if you gay sex a child if you any a unconscious person or a mentally retarded person that that, that now that might that might be a little extreme not the kids part i think you should die but like some of the other ones like if you you know should it be the death penalty i don't know but uh that's that's they were trying to spin it as like if you are gay and you go on to you get the death penalty which obviously by by now everybody knows you don't listen to anything the the news says take it with a grain of salt do your own research and you'll very quickly find out the truth yeah i don't i don't know the i don't know the reason for the differentiation differentiation whatever differentiation differentiation either because the i mean like gay or straight if you rape a kid yeah I'll kill you i don't mm -hmm. care if you rupee somebody and rape them yeah you should probably die uh yeah or, i don't or I at don't least ca at least castration something like that uh yeah and if you rape a mentally challenged person yeah dude yes kill you i don't care like you don't need to be here i don't know i will but uh, if, if anybody in uganda is hearing this come on the show and tell us but uh why what, are you gay? <laughs> yeah. Why do you have a? Why do you say gay when it should be for everybody? Like, it, I mean, I don't know, but like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal if you rape these people and they they want to kill you, which is okay. Go for it. Yeah. Whatever. I Just... bet you they won't do it. I bet you. I bet you they the, those crimes don't happen. No. Just like, dude. I mean, I don't know how many fucking different. You know, Caribbean islands I've been to, but they don't have a problem with like theft and shit because like i mean just like they told us in grenada you know we went by the police station the guy like the tour guy's like yeah there's the laziest people on the whole island they don't do nothing I was like, they ain't got to do nothing he's like you come in one of our villages we know you don't you don't belong there and something comes up missing we beat you to death in the street and then we call the cops and they just come pick your body up like that's all like Damn. it's just that's how they fucking govern them it's like you just don't do it you just don't yeah, do like it. Singapore, Singapore's got some pretty strict um, rules and and. But they don't, that's not even a law. Punishment. Like they just do it. Like you don't. And it, those islands are all the same. Oh. Like they govern themselves. It's one tiny nation. You know, tiny nations. You know, separately. So it's a, it's a vigilante. Yes, they. That's how they rule vigilante. their shit. Yes, that's how they rule their shit because. 
They grow up there. They're not going anywhere. They don't want to go anywhere. I can see you. That's uh, got some we got some glitching going on. A little bit. Yeah, they don't want to go anywhere. Like there's 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 nowhere for them to go. Like so, okay, we we're stuck here on an like just like the old scenario. Oh, if you're stuck on an island, blah blah. Like you know all those million, million scenarios you've heard. They are. They're stuck on an island with each other. Don't touch my shit. If you do touch my shit, I'm just gonna kill you. And whatever, we're gonna move on. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we are in trans or trans uh, Pride Month. And did you see the Glamour magazine of the pregnant man that that uh, popped up? Pregnant. Did you know man. that we had a pregnant man? Did you know that we finally had a pregnant man? There was a movie about that too. I think it was Michael Keaton. Was that du- no, 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 not duplicity? Not. Uh, it was a movie where he it's got pregnant. Michael. Yeah, Michael Keaton. He got pregnant. I don't remember. I keep wanting to say duplicity, but that's the one he multiplied himself. This is something where he was a dude, some weird scientific thing or whatever, and he got pregnant. I don't remember the name of the movie. How okay? I'm gonna look that up. In I'm a just second, pulling but random anyways, ass fucking like early 2000 movies. I am gonna look that up because I feel like that would be like these these trans mafias number one watched movie of all time if it was if it was true. So we'll, well find like, that. But anyways, well, well, while you're looking that up real quick, I did uh, post on our Facebook. I reposted um, the Monty Python, the old. I think it was the Life of Brian, I believe. <clears throat> We're like sitting around. He's like, and one guy's like, I don't feel like I'm a man anymore. I want to identify as a woman. This is like in the 70s. He's like, I want to be Karen now. I'm like, why do you want to be Karen? I want to have a baby. And one guy's like, but you can't have a baby. Why not? Why are you denying me the right to have a baby? He's like, I'm not denying you the right to have a baby. You don't have a womb. You can't carry it. What would you carry it? He's like, that makes me feel oppressed. And there are other, other two are like, okay, okay, brother. How about we just say we support your right to want to have a baby? Does that make you feel better? And he was like, yeah. And the other guy's like, but what's the point? He can't have a baby. What's the point? He's like, I just... I feel like I need something. He's like, I feel like he needs a loony bin. I have seen that clip. What year did that come out? Oh, the life of Brian. Jesus. Uh, If I had to guess, I'd 75, 76, something like that. Holy shit. You talk about ahead of its time. But I mean, that just goes to show you those conversations (laughs) were happening. They don't pull that shit out of their ass. So obviously, are you talking about Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. My God. Well, that's the only thing that pulled up. No, there was a movie. It was Michael Keaton. He got pregnant. I'm not making this up. As part of a fertility research project, a male scientist agrees to carry pregnancy in his own body. Oh, my God. You're right. My bad. I, when you said Junior, I was thinking, uh, God, I was thinking the movie with Danny DeVito. It, uh, it is the one movie with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Junior, 1994. Now, the one with... 
Yeah, but I, I was thinking the other. Oh, I was thinking twins. I'm oh, sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, twins. they were in twins together too. I think that was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. So my bad. It was. It was. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Holy Good shit! Lord. I thought it was Michael Keaton. Why did I think that Michael? never comes up ever? To all you idiots out there, not take <laughs> fuck your freedom. Screw your freedom, and men can get pregnant. I did a movie in 1994. It's a, <laughs> the proof is right there. <laughs> Straight to video, it was a bomb. <laughs> so, Glamour uh, thought, Magazine uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, some dude named, I guess his name's Logan Brown. Uh, yeah, because he's he's a trans man. Solid name. He's a, he's a trans man, which means he's really a woman. Uh, he, I do he, still get confused about all that. Yeah, you got to play it out in your mind a little bit and slow it down, but... There's a there's a picture of him on the cover and he's dressed in a suit, but he's got a big fat pregnant belly, uh, and obviously it's big news because let me just quote him real quick or you know her her him whatever. Um, I'm a pregnant trans man and I do exist. No matter what anyone says, I am living proof. I guess he thinks he's living proof that men can get pregnant. Um, which is really weird because all he is is a female who got pregnant, which has literally happened billions of times before. So one, he's not special. There's nothing unique about what she, she's not special. There's nothing unique about what she did. She got pregnant because she's a female, but because she's at the top of the fucking totem pole because she calls herself a man now she's on the cover of a fucking magazine in the UK talking about she is living proof. I guess what she's saying that men can get pregnant. So just another uh, example of the, the kind of world that we live in. I mean, I just don't understand like how, how, which I mean, I say I don't understand, but there's millions of cases of, you know, between schizophrenia and psychic breaks and all kinds. Of, I mean, people, the human mind is capable of convincing itself really of anything, of any reality, of any non-reality. Multiple personalities. Yeah. I mean, like I said, schizophrenics uh, do this often. Um, true schizophrenics, which they're very rare that, you know, a true, sch a true schizophrenic person is very, very rare. And even most people with schizophrenia do not develop actually multiple personalities. It's kind of like a myth that goes along with that. Oh, I don't believe in multiple personalities anyways. Like, I mean, I believe it's a mental disorder, but... Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, schiz schizophrenia is a real mental disorder, but it's very few of them that actually do come up with, like, in the... You see the movies where they have, like, whole yeah. backgrounds built. I mean, what was that? It was Murder by Numbers, I think, was that movie. Awesome, but what's fantastic movie that was. Uh, they're, they're so... These movies are so good that when... Anytime there's a movie... It's a, it's a social contagion, just like the trans movement. These movies, when they come out, remember how multiple personalities used to be a huge thing? It was like everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. They were making yeah. movies, but oh, yeah. it, it's gone. It's fucking gone. No one has it anymore. It's completely gone because these are social agents that, that people see. They talk about the, the first, uh, they did a documentary on the first actual case uh, that the, or the first case that they made a big deal about. I think it was in the 70s. It was of it the, murder, the murder case that, that the guy that killed uh, several uh, people, but he... I want to say it was a woman. I want to say it was a woman, but I, I really, I, 
I don't know for sure. But, but they made the turns case out, in court. Years later. That it was schizophrenia. Oh, you're talking about the movie with Edward Norton? No, no, no. I'm, ta I'm talking about the real documentary. There was the first case that where they made a, they made the case in court. It was multiple personalities. They interviewed these multiple personalities, like blah, 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 or whatever. And I don't remember if they ended up getting the person off or reduced sentence or whatever. <clears throat> got them to the nut house. <clears throat> and however it went, like they, it was basically it said the president in court at this could actually be a plausible reason for somebody committing yeah. murder. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's that, but like I know I do know that the that the person that they studied to kind of prove that this was a thing, uh, and they did all these videos of her her I think it was a girl of her different personalities. Well, years later, Kent comes out. She confesses and says, "Yeah, I, that was I was just playing along with all that. It was all." That was all fucking fake. So yeah, it's the same thing. It's like it's yeah. I mean, it's, things... it's almost impossible to fucking prove that, dude. Because, like, first they're of just all, saying it. Well, not only like that, that. I mean, I mean, you look at we talk about which I know I'm guilty of this mostly referencing all these movies. But you know, all these people play all these different characters, and some of them are so good. You know, they can convince you that they were fucking anybody. Or everybody. Like one of our favorite movies that we both love, Tropic Thunder, at the end when fucking Robert Downey Jr. is coming out of that character and he's cycling through all the fucking characters, right? I mean, he's like, literally right. like all the layers of the onion are starting to peel back. No, nor am I Father O'Brien. <laughs> like he's mm -hmm. fucking like going through all this shit. Yeah, but that's the, that's the point is like, if this is a person that's already got some sort of mental, like this, clearly there's something going on mentally with these people. Um, now, if they also seek attention for it, yeah, it's not that hard of it. And they happen to be good at uh, selling this shit. You know, maybe they're a good salesman or whatever. Of course, they're going to do something like that. It's like it's like they're a ticket out of a a crime, or it's just a, a free ticket to uh, attention, or, or who knows what, what the motives might be, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, just like this trans, this is just social contagion. This is a woman who got pregnant. And there was one more quote that I wanted to read to you. Uh, uh, she was talking about, because <clears throat> she she had worked so hard to become a man and and uh, live her life as a man, blah, blah, blah. And so she was quoted saying, "I was it was really hard uh, because how do you tell your partner, oh, I'm pregnant, but all... <laughs> But also, uh, I'm your boyfriend as well. It was like my whole world just stopped. That everything, all my manhood that I've worked hard for for so long, just completely fell. Just completely felt like it was erased uh, because it was because she's actually a female. So I don't know. It's just it's Pride Month, bro. It's Pride Month. Let's just let's let's celebrate <sighs> Logan Brown and 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 his pregnancy. Whatever, man. Okay. You, like I said, you do you. I mean, as an adult, whatever. I don't. I don't care. Don't. I, I don't. do. I do, but like, you know. I mean, just... I'm not. I'm not going to entertain the ridiculousness of. Yeah, when they're on magazines and shit. A man could get pregnant. Like, no, they can't. No, they can't. Like, it's very simple biology. You can't just ignore. Basically, I'm. I'm all for challenging science. And there was I was watching things the other night. There's a whole sect of, um, you know, 
biologists now that are, or not just now, but it's been going on, but the movement is growing, that are uh, seriously challenging Darwinism and evolution. Um, that they're just saying it doesn't fucking add up. You know, it doesn't add up that all the things that we've been got up, you know, to learn and which I remember when evolution was like a big hot topic. Like, oh, Bob, evolution, no, Jesus made, blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember that whole fucking battle. And I was always As on the in, side of science because I was like, eh. I was like, it makes a lot more sense what they're saying than kind of what you're saying. So I'm going to go ahead and stick with Charles old Chucky on this one. But now these people... What do you mean they're challenging it? So they're challenging it because they're so... The central thesis behind, you know, uh, the origin of species was basically that things evolved to survive. And the things that evolved better to survive in their environment survived, and those that didn't, didn't. Period. Mm -hmm. And it was over natural long periods. Yeah, oh, natural selection. So over long periods of time, things survived. Like, um, good example... On the Galapagos Islands, where he, where Charles Darwin sailed to, he studied nine different species of finches, right? And of these different species of finches, the ones that he observed the most of had the bigger beaks, the bigger, thicker beaks, and the ones with the lesser beaks, there were less of. And years later, as he's building this theory... He recalled back to that and he said because when the drought comes in to the island, there's uh, it only leaves them like oysters and shit to eat, so, like things they have to crack hard shells. So the birds, the finches with the bigger, harder beaks, they could crack those shells. That's why they were more they multiplied better because if they if you evolved to have that, you were more adapt to survive even in times of drought and times of low food. And those ones that didn't then didn't. So eventually, there was not going to be any little beak finches on the Galapagos Islands. Okay. So that's just an example of what he's talking about. So these people were, were saying that, uh, you know, for life to develop so long, like there are like long periods of time like that, of just natural selection. And so basically, it takes any kind of creator, any kind of plant out of it. Just like, hey, it is what it is. The, you know, only the strong survive. We'll see what happens what they're pointing to is, you know, they can look at like micro bacteria that are, that are in all of us. You know, we're all made of, of all that shit, all these, all these cells, all this micro bacteria that we're all, every living thing is made up of. And every one of them now they can see is built basically like some sort of, uh, they call it micro engines or bio, microbiology, bio, biology, blah. God damn, why can't I talk tonight? Biological. Biological engines. And they were showing us, so basically, it's like a rotor built in, like literally, like it's spoke and wheel, rotor built in, spoke, with a tail on the end, and that's how it moves. And it was showing the mechanicalism of every fucking piece of bacteria. Like every piece of bacteria has like mechanics to it. So something that intricate made up that makes up all of life their their argument is you can't just have something like that randomly and without plan and everybody's made up of the same shit but only certain ones evolve and certain ones don't 
when it's all the same stuff that makes us up. That's what their pushback is. It's like, kind of doesn't hold water against that. Because you can't just have something. How do they they explain the adaptation? I'm not finished with it yet, so I can't answer that. I can't, I didn't get to their conclusion, but. There's outside adaptation, obviously, with, you know, how you're, whether it's beaks or it's uh, longer legs or, you know, there's obviously outside the body adaptation and but evolution. It, but everything that makes all of that up, bigger beaks, longer legs, faster, stronger, what are smarter, it's all the same shit. It's all these same microbiomes that are like, that are built with that same fucking engine part. And only certain, there's only a percentage that, of species that have it in each species? No, everybody, everything that lives has this shit. We're all the same. Oh, okay so if we all have that thing or whatever then exactly so what so what's the difference you know so that's kind of what and again i didn't finish it so i can't i'm sorry that i didn't get to a conclusion yeah you're going to finish that i didn't mean to get on this subject i just saw it the other night and i didn't finish it but uh it was just kind of blowing me away a little bit on that i was like wait a minute so now you're now you're challenging something that i had to fight when i was younger to tell all the idiots like hey stupid like this is a real thing blah 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 and i i mean I, it's like most things i think probably the answer is somewhere in the middle i don't think darwin is 100 right i don't think these people are either it has to be somewhere it's like anything else it's it's somewhere in the middle that it all kind yeah, of yeah but you need to finish that because i do I i've do. got a lot of questions about I mean, just finish it so you're you're more thorough on it, and because yeah, I don't really. So get I didn't it. Like, mean to we, bring that up tonight, so I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but if I hear something interesting, I'm going to ask about. It. So, like, if we all have this, you know, if all you know species have this little thing you're talking about, bacterial, you know, whatever, uh, then that that can't. If we all have something, that can't be an explanation of evolution. It's got to be something something. Uh, unless they're unless they're saying that like that's god feature inside of us i mean i, I don't well, know i mean what i'm one guy did specifically say is like it's hard to think which and again that's the reason why i believe in god even though i do believe um in the evolution I believe of in things. Both. yeah i mean yeah, i believe, in, believe both. in both because i mean i had it explained to me like this one time basically the expansion of the universe as it goes at the speed of what it's what it's gone to so basically if you take any beach just pick a beach and the math works out such as you take one grain of sand off that beach and go like this and flick it into the ocean we're not here like that's the math that it took for the universe to expand at the rate it has for us to be sitting here right now this this exact distance from the sun this exact like everything to work out the way it is that we're sitting here on earth talking on a fucking podcast mm-hmm. and being that we are handicappers at heart there's zero chance that i can believe that those odds happen at random like that's not even a possibility <laughs> it's not a possibility and i, I don't remember the math words that but he t- the guy was talking about hitting the lottery because of course it was in the trillions and trillions and trillions of a percent or whatever so basically you'd have to hit the lottery like 30 times a day every day for your entire life to 
even get close to equaling the chances of us being here, of, of how we got it, which that is the chances. So that is really the math of that's how that's how lucky we are to be here. But again, being a handicapper, nobody gets that fucking lucky. Nobody gets that fucking lucky. I mean, try hitting a three-game parlay, for Christ's sakes, much less doing that. So there's no without way the touch, that we're without here. Without the touch of God. Yeah, there's no way we're here without some sort of divine creator or plan behind it all. But anyway, that's just my belief. But yeah. But I still believe in evolution and the evolution of things. And I don't think that um, I don't think that they were at, I think if I get to the conclusion of they're probably not getting away from evolution as a whole. They're probably just challenging Maybe some of Darwin's version of, like, the driving force behind evolution may not be survival, if that makes sense. That's kind of what the gist I was getting as I was going into it. But, again, I need to finish it. So Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. So, uh, uh, yeah, so finish that and we'll get into that. I did, however, uh, these aren't book reviews because these are these are books that probably everybody uh, should have read as Green children. Eggs and Ham. No, not that far back. Not that far back. But um, I did recently reread Animal Farm in uh, 1984. Um, Great movie. I haven't seen either one of them. Which one? You say Animal House? Animal Farm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Orwell. Uh, I read both of Orwell's oh, no, fuck uh, with you. famous books. And, is there, so about that good, one in 1984? Yeah. Are there movies of those? Man, I honestly don't know. Hey, anyways, the point I want to bring up is, and the reason it's not a review is because we all should have read it. But However, I will say after rereading both of them, everybody should reread them. These, these should be like, I don't know, kind of like how Jefferson said that uh, there should be, you know, the Constitution was written so that there's a re there should be a republic every, uh, or a revolution every 10 years to keep it, you know, on its toes and fresh. And obviously we see what happens when you don't, it turns into to the bureaucracy and bullshit we have now. Uh, but everybody should reread Animal Farm in 1984 every 10 years or so, because rereading these, I don't know, 30 years, eh, not that long, 25, no, yeah, about 30 to 30 to 25 to 30 years after I originally read it, it's scary how, it's fucking prophetic, of, really. Oh my god! And these and uh, Animal Farm was written in. I want to say it was right at the now, end. Of I'd profess World I've War. never, I've never written, uh, never read Animal Farm. Animal Farm. So that one was written, uh, or yeah, written right at the end of World War Two. So around forty-five, and then I think nineteen eighty-four. When I looked it up, it was forty-nine. Maybe I don't know. People can fact check that. Whatever. It doesn't really matter, but. My God, like 50, Back 75, 73 years ago. And the, the takeaway I took from these after rereading them is that they're not, they're not being used currently as the warnings that they were written to, to symbolize. They're being, they're, they're being used as the blueprint. Like, I mean, my God, the, the, it's fucking so much parallels, specifically 1984. The parallels of what's going yeah. on now to that book is frightening. And I don't think I wanted to do like a kind of a anecdotal survey of, of younger generation people. And I'll start with, you know, my kids and kind of branch out and just ask every 
I don't know, anybody between 18 and 30, you know, just to, just kind of like, hey, if you, they don't even read? know what beaver means. <laughs> but did they, do they still read it? Do they read Animal Farm? Do they read 1984 in, in schools? They don't know what beaver means. <laughs> so you're saying no. I'm going to go with no on that one. How scary is that? How frightening is that? Like, I mean, I mean, the the thing that I've been so I've been kind of mind fucked lately because I'm reading this book, and I it might have to be a two part fucking book report when I get done with it. This is just it's so much to take in. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I've, I've touched on it briefly. It's esoteric philosophy about that it's about this you know the ancient secret schools that transitioned to secret societies and blah 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 but the more that i read in this book the more that i know that certain people were privy to this knowledge and privy to all the things this guy's talking about like this is real shit like whether it's whether it's real or not i don't know but the fact that this is a real thing that gets taught to the elite of the elite, I do know that that is a fact because, and I think Orwell, if you, again, if you read, not like there's no way that he knew this stuff or could prophesize this stuff without being a part of this club. It's at some point, I don't know what secret society he was part of. I'm not was sure. He? I, there's, there's this like, the more that I read this, the more that it hits me in the face that some of these people, like C.S. Lewis, who wrote, um, you know, the line, the, the, no, the line, the witch and the wardrobe. And, you know, all the, the Chronicles of Narnia, he wrote that, like, there's no doubt that dude was part of one of these. There's no, I mean, uh, I'm still not sure about Tolkien, but it's possible for sure. There's no doubt that fucking Oral was a part of, like, because the things this guy's talking about and the knowledge that, you know, these people possess, again, factual or not, no clue, but just going through it, there's so much shit that hits you in the fucking face. Like, all the way down to fucking J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter books, as you know, I don't know if she's a member of any of this stuff or that she's privy to this, but there was one part that I was reading the other day and I need, there's there's so much more shit that I have to read on this now. I'm taking notes on it. And there's so many, like, so many things that I've heard before that he doesn't go in enough depth on. So I want to I learn more. But there's other things that I've never heard in fucking life. It's blowing my goddamn mind. I'm like, what? Uh, one thing was in the, uh, let me look it up. I got my notes here. So in the, Pistas Sophia, um, which is a manuscript that I don't even know if you can get your hands on or whatever. I mean, you can Google it. It's in Wikipedia, but it's limited. So I don't know how, I'm gonna, but I'm going to figure out a way to fucking find out more about this. But apparently in that eso- early esoteric Christian knowledge, there were actually two Jesuses, two kids born on the same night from virgins. Now, if you look back at the gospel, only Mark and Luke tell the story of the nativity. The other two, they just skip right over that shit. 
but the two that do tell it tell two completely almost different fucking stories. And it's always just been, you know, in a theologian's perspective, it's all just kind of been blended together. It's like, ah, well, this author had this details, this author had these details. But in early esoteric Christianity, and still taught today, I guess, in these um, secret societies, it was because there was two different kids. So I was like, what the fuck? And he didn't get go into enough detail. He, he went through the story on how Mary figured it out, and then eventually they became, like, one kid died, and they became one kid. So it was like, it was like one power transferred to the other. Like, one kid had powers, the other kid had powers, and they transferred to one kid, and that's when he had, like, all the knowledge of everything. Again, I'm not saying this is for everybody, and I'm not saying that I believe it. I'm just reading, but... It's, just, it's, light, work. it's light reading. You do some, do yeah. some just light I'm reading. I'm still trying to process some of it, but <laughs> what, what hit me in the face, though, as I was reading that part of the story, the first thing I thought about was the Harry Potter books. Because Harry Potter was... You, know, you have to take it. For, I don't read those, so I have no clue. You did? I thought you read those. Fuck oh, no. Okay. Well, they're good I read, I read the vampire and werewolf shit. I, I skipped the, the Harry Potter wizard shit. I got you. So there are good books, but in the book, she says that... And I think it references it in the movie somewhat, maybe more than I remember, but in the book, I remember specifically, she says that, you know, once it's announced that, you know or there's a prophecy about the chosen one, there's actually some argument if Harry was really the chosen one because there was Neville Longbottom was another character who's a dumpy kid pretty much through the whole series. Dumpy. Yeah. and But he was born on the same night, so they don't really know if it's him or Neville. That has the powers or something? That is the chosen one. Oh. And... She just mentions it, and then it kind of goes well, like it's it's not a big part of the story afterwards. So I don't know if she's just kind of winking at everybody that she hey I know that I know the fucking piece of Sophia thing. There's a lot of that, or you know, yeah. or if, or if she just kind of heard about it and these, you know, she's the richest woman in all of Britain. Like she's got more money than the fucking queen. So yeah, yeah. maybe she gets invited to some of these parties. She overhears some things. She takes it in as like part of, you know, it becomes part of the book because it's in the, it's in the later books. So she was huge famous by the time these the later books were written where, where this part of the story comes in. So I don't know if she kind of overheard some shit, like, oh, I can incorporate that in the book and then just kind of leaves it alone. Or if she's already, if she's, if she's you know, an initiated part of this society, she knows the story fully and she just kind of wink at everybody like, hey, for all the rest of you guys in the club, I'm in the club too. And she throws it. I don't know. I don't know. But like, that's the first thing I thought of was like, "Fuck, that bitch knows something." Like, is that brought up? At least in, heard this story. Is that brought up in the movie? The movies. I I think that they I think that they reference it, but I'm not. I can't speak to that for sure. Because if it was just a very tiny mundane detail that she threw in as a wink and a nod, or was it? Or I guess is it like a. A major plot yeah, line. I don't know. Well, no, there's not a major plot line. I mean, it, it was a big part of the book as far as that part of the book, but then it went away pretty quickly. Hmm. So, but then in the end, Harry dies, but he comes back to life, very Jesus style. 
you there's know. a lot of that there's a lot of uh you know like if you're writing and i imagine i think uh, those are huge books right like they're just they're just oh yeah they're massive yeah so i mean come on i mean like the human mind is when you even when you're a skilled writer or you know movie maker whatever the case is it's still a human mind you're still influenced consciously uh you know subconsciously like that you just you have influences and it could be it could be a wink and a nod like you said or it could just be a natural uh it just it just spilled into her mind when she was writing that with with no direct connection in her brain but you know yeah you never know like you know it's what that's why i go back to like when i watch movies i look at every single detail down to like how they set up the room because they were put there for a reason and maybe they were put there you know for no reason it was just random maybe some dude they pay ten dollars an hour like hey kind of set up this room i don't really think so i think i think that there's there could be wink and nods in that in that setup. There could be hidden. Oh, there's messages. a lot of that shit. Yeah. So like that, that's you know, the, the stories behind the stories is are things that I'm interested in. So things like that, I I would I would Yeah, there's that one I can't remember what that one number is, but it's it's something to do with um Oh, it's one of those terrible stories you hear about. And that's the other thing too, is like I know you and I have talked not on here, but like just personally about some of the stuff that we hear that goes on some of these fucking very dark eyes wide stut eyes wide shut parties. Yeah. And I just I just read a part of the book today that kinda of dealt with that a little bit, but not directly, but it was talking about a person that was drawing on the dark power of, you know, the human spirit at South America in an ancient time that was doing like you know, hundreds of human sacrifices and the power of human blood and when it hits the ground, how it excites the earth and like that there's power. Like he used that as a, as a vessel to the spirit world, which is very fucking, you know, close to what, you know, you and I have talked about with the fucking Andrenochrome and all that shit. So again, this knowledge that's out there that, you know, it's thrown around as crazy shit on the internet. There's origins behind all of it. And again, whether true or not, that's up to everybody else to make up their own minds. Uh, some of the stuff, like the two Jesus things, I'm like, that's kind of mind blowing. Um, I've got to, I've got to delve into more of that. I don't think he's going to get back into it because he's moving in a timeline. But you know. He's just going to leave it hanging on the two Jesus thing. Just well, I figure mean, it out I, on your own. He did he did start the book by saying, like, look, I've been invited to be initiated into certain secret societies. I've declined. Oh, shit. But I do want to share some of this hidden knowledge that's been up like all through the centuries. And I didn't know, like, one thing I I didn't know that uh Pythagoras was like such a badass. Like this I thought he just Told us how to fucking, you know, calculate a fucking triangle. Like, I didn't know he, like, knew all the shit that he knew. And he was, like, the this ultimate motherfucker, which he was, like, the spawn of everybody else underneath him. From fucking Plato to Aristotle to fucking uh, Socrates. Like, all through it. Like, hmm. I didn't know that. Um, so Pythagoras? Yeah. He was before Socrates? I think it goes Socrates, Aristotle, Plato. No, 
No? Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Plato, Aristotle. Yeah. Because Aristotle was the one that, that actually taught um, Alexander the Great. That was mm. his like personal fucking mentor. So, uh, yeah, this dude was like, he knew shit upon shit, like way, like he taught in the secret, the secret schools, like way, way fucking back in the day. Hmm. Um, but, but you say back way, way back in the day, like, I mean, it, that's so relative because, you know, like, like you said, there were a speck of time in, 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 in from Socrates to now. I mean, you know, 2000 years, like, I mean, I don't know when, I don't know when this guy was, uh, yeah, a long time before that, but a long time before that, or just, you know, whatever, the point being is really not that damn long. And like, you know, 2000 years sounds like a really really long time. 200 years sounds like a really long time. It's not, it's like fucking that. I mean, it just goes by like nothing. So like the, the, you know, it's sometimes these things that, like oh that was that was 500 years ago we were in the middle ages or you know actually it's closer to the renaissance i guess but like yeah it's it's not that long it is just not that long ago it's kind of like switching gears a little bit you know all the fucking which i gotta get into this um tim scott our boy uh went on the view yeah what's your what's your thought on that so, first of all, the view is ridiculous. Everybody knows that. I love the fact that Joy Behart's cunt ass didn't even have her fucking titty balls to show up to the show the day that he fucking came. She just took the day off, you know, because she just takes days off. Nah, she never takes the fucking day off. But when the fucking black guy shows up that she said doesn't know how to be a fucking black guy, all of a sudden, this oh, fucking cunt shit. decided to take the fucking day off. Now, didn't That's she? unbelievable. I did not... I saw yeah. the clip and didn't, didn't have realize... the fucking ovaries to stand in front of that man and well, that's repeat what they that are. bullshit. They're cowards. Fucking, yeah, of course she's They're a fucking coward. Fucking cowards, so. uh, but anyway. the point was, like, the shit that he brought up as far as, you know, of course we know we know the Democrats, what they do to, to black people. They fucking destroy the black community. They keep them down. That's the only way they can survive is the black vote. So they just keep them helpless got to be dependent on the government do not want they do not want a tim scott success story they do not want that at all they don't want a clarence thomas they don't want anybody proving that you know black people can thrive in this country even though two of the fucking four hosts on that stupid ass show are black and are millionaires they're the whatever. they're the exceptions though oprah is black and is the richest woman in america exception of course why wouldn't she be she's <laughs> She's the exception because she's the richest woman in America. There can only be one. So, yeah, she's the exception. She just so, happens to be fucking black. So, it's get a- to Tim Scott. Like, I'm, I'm, because I've got an opinion on, on what he said and some of the things. What do you, what do you think? So, I think it's a great point. The fact that, and I remember if he said it on that show or somewhere else, but basically, he was talking about America and how fast, like, we're not perfect. Everyone knows we're not perfect, but like, how fast. We came from, I mean, we went from a country to ending slavery within 70 years. Mm-hmm. Like, what other fucking country can say that? What other country that had the institution of slavery and say so they went from, okay, now we're a country, 
Let's make some laws. So let's get rid of say within 70. There, there is not. There is no. not another one. So we've progressed faster and harder than any other free country ever, ever, ever even thought about conceived. But yet somehow they still want to cry systemic racism. And he's like, yeah, that's not that's not how that works. Yeah, I liked I did like his generational timeline, uh, ar- not really argument, but points on, you know, like my so that's grand- not even an argument. It's just facts. Yeah, yeah my grandfather uh, or grandmother, I can't remember what he said, went through X, X Y and Z. But my mother went through X, Y and Z a little bit better. And then obviously look at me now. I love that point. Uh, I guess my overall take it. Obviously, he's 100 percent right on everything he's saying. And it's 100 percent correct that those, uh, you know, those crackling hens on the view don't want any part of someone like him or Clarence Thomas, like you said, uh, being in the forefront. My only criticism is that, is that although everything he's saying is true and it's, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's for the black voters, it's, it's exactly what Republican voters need to get out there. That message is what needs to be, but I don't think that's not a winning presidential, um, plat like, like, campaign type platform like like going out there saying you know like america's not that bad look at me like i mean that there's there's so many problems in america like there's so many things going on that 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 the that the, there's a real fight that needs to be had and maybe he can change it he can he can like get into harder issues and bring the fight past just his awesome story because it is a great story but his story alone is not going to and I don't know. I know he has no shot. I mean, this is a Trump DeSantis thing, but like, but like going forward, his story alone shouldn't and won't be enough to carry him to the, to the highest office. It worked for Obama because he was the first I mean, that, that had never well, happened. He's also a fucking Democrat. And, and that, um, but now you like, I, I love his story. Get your story out there. But then in your second segment, when you do, or, you know, your second half of a speech, Start hitting these topics that people care about. Like get into things that that uh, are going to pull. Well, not all. Not he only- did. He started to, and then Whoopi's like, "I'm sorry, we got to go to commercial break." Yeah, I know. I know. That's why they that's fucking why cut him off when he was I like know. getting into the hard shit. Yeah, and, and like I said, I like the guy. And when uh, you walk into the lion's den like that, you don't got very long. Number one, and and, and Whoopi and, was stealing. The, I mean, her yes. question took fucking. For, I was like. Shut up! We get it. We, we well, just not only that, that other fucking bitch, that skinny one. She, she, he's like, you know, you know, you say my life is the exception, but, and she goes, it is. He's like, no, it isn't, though. Like she, like they kept interrupting. They, they do what they do. Like they keep interrupting him. They won't let him get you know a solid answer out there. And again. Mm. That's he's trying to be cordial. He's trying not to come off like a Trump. I know. He he's was being to, very nice. He was being too being nice. Very fucking nice. Being too nice to these. Like, but I, he didn't do that when he went on Fox. And he was like, the fact that I had to go on a show that said, I didn't know what it was. Some old white woman didn't tell me what I knew what it was like to be a black man in this country. And then she didn't even show up to the show. See, that that would have been that you want to win not just on your story. You want to win other people for other reasons. Go on The View and say that to them. Say it to them. Yeah, but you know they fucking, you know for him to get on there, he had a promise not to fucking say that kind of shit. Break the promise because they're not, I mean, someone's going to bring you back. 
Yeah, they're not, they're not going to bring it back either so way. So in your last segment, when you're when it's already live, or you know live shooting or whatever, like just just get into it. It's the it's the last segment. They're never going to bring you back again. So just hit them with it. It's like I mean, uh, it's like when Norm Macdonald went on there. God damn, when was that? It was like I think it was like 2002 or something like a long time ago. And Joy Behar still looked like a cunt, but she was much younger cunt at that point. And she was surrounded by uh, what was it, Barbara Bubble Walters or whoever else was on there at that point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they were talking about uh, Bush getting voted for president. He's like, well, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's good to. Uh, <laughs> or he was Bush was like getting getting into press, like it was the end of the Clinton. He's like, hey, yeah, it's good to maybe have somebody that uh, murder a guy uh, as president. They're like, what? What did you say? He's like. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Bill Clinton murder guy. Yeah, he did it. Hey, and they were like, you shut, he's, Joy's like, you shut your mouth right now. You shut your mouth right now. You, you being silly, you shut your mouth. He's like, what? Hey, everybody, everybody knows a murder guy. Hey, hey, hey you, you're, you're never, you're never, you're never going to get, we're not going to promote your show. You're never going to get by the back on here. He's like, huh, hey, what, 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 what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And like he was seriously put off, and they were like really pissed at him. And he was like, you can see on his face, is like, dude, you invited me here. I'm on the same network as you. And they were said, there's like, oh, good luck getting your show promoted on this show ever again. He's like, I don't care if it's on the same network or not. You start, you keep saying that, Mister, and you'll never get any airtime. Blah blah blah. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, huh? yeah. All right, tough crowd. Tough yeah, crowd. tough crowd. Yeah, yeah. He had he had another one of those moments on. Uh, I can't remember who he was on, but he was talking about uh, is uh, Islamophobia, is, is, Islamic phobia, whatever. And he was talking about you know my biggest fear, hey, fear of salami. Fear that I'm afraid that uh, I can't remember, but basically he was saying that like the biggest fear if the radical Muslims dropped bombs on America and killed like a hundred million people, he's like, the worst thing that would come for that come from that is like, everybody would think that the Muslims are a bunch of radical American hating killers. And he did it. He did it. It's like, <laughs> it was just so normal. Like, hey, and and he, he did it in a way that the host wasn't catching on. He's like, yeah, that would be terrible if, he, if they, if they're going to think that all the Muslims are, are you know, killed. Like, hey, yeah, that'd be, that'd be terrible. <laughs> if they bomb like, a hundred million people, the worst thing that would happen would be they would, everybody would think that they're just, they, uh, they're a bunch of, they're all like that. <laughs> Dude, okay, so for any kids listening right now, if you don't know who Norm MacDonald is, that's fine. But you should really go YouTube like his weekend updates and just do just search the OJ Simpson one specifically because it was so <laughs> awesome that the whole country was so torn on this issue. And he is doing so keep this in mind. This is Saturday Night Live, who at this point Saturday Night Live has done a spoof on every president in my entire life. My entire life, Saturday Night Live has been an institution, I think, since like 1972 or whatever it was. They have done the fake president of every president ever. They've always had an actor. Step one. 
Except that, the one. Except the one that has given them the most material. Oh, my God. I mean, he stumbles and bumbles his way through every fucking speech. He falls down at almost every appearance at this point. Fucking MAGA sandbag got me. Mr. Joe Biden. But they don't have a fake. They're still running out the fake Trump. But they will not do the. So this institution that has gone so far left that they will not use the comedic gold that just spews at them every single fucking day. This network had this guy on to do the weekend update at a time when the country was so torn on the O.J. Simpson thing. I mean, it was black versus white 100% down the fucking line. And he would bring, he would do the updates on the trial. The, uh, the country was like, if you kids aren't old enough to remember this, the country was gripped by the, I mean, like every piece of the news cycle, every court day, they, I mean, they replayed this shit like it was fucking Sports Center, dude. It was oh, highlight it. after highlight. I watched it every day I got home from school. I fucking loved it. And he was on there literally every day going, yeah, or every Saturday he's like, yeah, you know, this weekend on the OJ trial. Hey. They, uh, they showed OJ doing the, the glove. The glove don't fit. That's a quit. That's a pretty solid argument. Uh, except, you know, that he murdered his wife. <laughs> he would literally just like deliver the line like we all knew what the fuck happened because we all knew what the fuck happened. And he and they would let him do it. This same institution that will not make fun of mm-hmm. a bumbling, stumbling idiot that we have as president would let Norm Macdonald go on there every Saturday and just go, yeah, because... uh. He's a murderer. <laughs> like he would just say it. He would just fucking say it. Well, as uh, as they would say in 1984, Big Brother will not allow anything like that to happen. There will be no. But they did back then. But they did yeah, back I, then. Yeah, we were we were we had much more. I don't know. It's hard to say because. No, let's not forget though, boys and girls. Not as is 1994. I think it was the year. That's the same year that uh, your boy Joe Biden uh, introduced the crime bill, which is the hardest crime bill that that uh, put more black people incarcerated than weed, any other. Right? Yeah, than any yeah. other. And, well, the crack was like the big thing, but yeah, any any other bill that's incarcerated more black people than any other bill in the history of this country was written, drafted, and presented on the floor by Mister. Fucking rainbow up his ass. White supremacy is the biggest threat to this country. Mr. Joe Biden himself. And if fucking... you don't vote, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Clan member himself, fucking the Dixiecrat Joe Biden, who, you know, talks about Jim Crow and steroids. Motherfucker, you were a part of Jim Crow. You literally were fucking a part of Jim Crow. In between to being a He's cute... old. It's really yeah. old. Come on, man. I like I like I like watching him fall. It does give me a giggle. I'm glad he got up. I don't want him to die on the fucking Oh my stage. god, dude. Fucking Jimmy Fela, you know he has those stupid songs. Which most of them I fast forward them because they're not very good. 
No, what song did he do for that? Oh my God, he had his guy go do uh, oh, how how did it go? It was like, it was like, and there's Joe, Joe's falling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it oh. writes itself. He's out there just every writing. day. Joe's falling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was fucking laughing my balls off listening to that shit. I uh, did see, I did see someone talking about speaking of Saturday Night Live. Apparently, this is uh, way before I was watching Saturday Night Live. Probably even born. I don't really don't know. But Chevy Chase used to do. I guess, I guess Gerald Ford fell one time going down the stairs of uh, the plane. It was a pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but he fell, popped back and back, right back up. But apparently it was an ongoing, I mean, ongoing Chevy Chase bit on Saturday Night Live where he was the guy that did the, did the, he was the back. original weekend update guy. Well, he would do skits also with, and he was a Gerald Ford. He was uh, the Gerald Ford, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it would just, he'd be just doing it and it randomly just fall, just fucking fall through a table <laughs> like Chris Farley. I mean, this shit's gold. Like, I mean, why are they not using it? I mean, well, we know why, but like, it's. Uh, I mean, we know why, but like, it's such a fucking sellout. Like, it's a disservice to to everybody that they're not doing that. Like, it's, but no one watches it anyways. Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, that's, that's the reason why nobody watches it because yes. it fucking went too far. Like, you know, South Park has survived this long, and The Simpsons too, mm -hmm. because they will make fun of everybody. Nobody's off do. limits. Keep like, it level. Just keep it level. It's like life is a comedy. It's literally a fucking Greek comedy. It always will be. Like, which, if you don't know what a Greek comedy, there's a lot of tragedy in a Greek comedy. Like, tragedy, there's funny parts. That's just what fucking life is. So, there's no reason not to make fun of anything and everything because eventually we're all going to be on the fucking wrong side of something. So, if you can't laugh at yourself, then why, why are you laughing at anybody else? Like, that's my point. Uh, 1984 people. That's that's your homework assignment. Homework assignment. Read Animal Farm in 1984, and um, it'll blow your mind on a book written 75 years ago almost. It's 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 like I said. It's not it's not a warning anymore. It's the blueprint. Yeah, I just I wonder on bringing it full circle back to the book that I'm reading. Like, I wonder if Orwell was initiated or was like his a lot of this book deals with like um reincarnation of people into because like if you look at the jesus story it's the same story as like gilgamesh it's the same story as like isis uh not osiris i'm sorry osiris it's the same story over and over and over again it's the same exact story mm -hmm. born of a virgin Mary, or born of a virgin you know uh, came here to save everybody from their sins, came here to you know, teach people, blah, blah, blah. It's the same story. It keeps perpetuating itself. And like the author says, it's not to disparage any of those stories or say that any of them aren't true or one's more authentic than the other. In the secret societies and in those secret schools, they just teach that it is the reincarnation of those spirits that, you know, every so often, kind of like you said about Jefferson, 
got to bring motherfuckers back and teach people how to do shit right again. So, you know, um, which I know that the Jews are still waiting on their guy to come back or whatever. Um, who's the Jew? Who's the Jews guy? Uh, well, you know, Moses is their main prophet, but because he's the father of, I guess, uh, Judaism. But he's not. He's no, not he, he ain't coming prophesied back. to come back in their writings. No, but there, there is a prophecy to come back. I don't, I don't remember if it's uh, Isaiah hmm. or who it is. But anyway, that's another one that he mentions in the book or whatever. Uh, you know, another one that would uh, that could heal by laying on hands and this and that or whatever. It's all the same stories. It's all the same shit over and over. But if you actually read the Bible. It says in the Bible, verbatim, there is nothing, nothing that's happened on this earth or that will happen that has not happened before. It mm -hmm. says it right there in black and fucking white. So, like, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird melding of, I guess, different levels of understanding of the past and different philosophies on how you take things in, like, you know, are you going to be a fundamentalist? Are you going to be, you know, more of a theologian scholar? Are you going to be, you know, more of an occult following? Like, what what kind of path are you going to take on this? So, like I said, it's, it's been very, very interesting reading this book, and I've still got a ways to go. I'm trying to take it slow because I'm trying to make enough notes so that I know what to read next and all the stuff that I have more questions on. But, uh Man, it's just, it's so much shit <laughs> that it's, and it's actually like, it's spun me down, just to be full transparent, it's spun me down different um, numerology paths for our football shit. And I have dwelled way further into numerology than I ever planned on getting, but I am at the point now where... I have dug up some really cool shit uh, for us for football, so I'm pretty excited about that. I've got to put it all together. I've got a little ways to go. Now i got to get my big whiteboard up and start making buckets and what to drop shit in. But, man, I'm well, telling you, I've, I have found some fucking interesting things that tie into the stuff that we were already doing, you know, with the algorithms, but then come out to, I mean, you're talking about fucking different ratios between uh, Pythagoras and golden ratio uh, and phi, and then you got just all these different fucking things that I've made my way down the path. So it's like, it's a lot of shit going on in my head right now. So anyway. Uh, I think I can help out with this whole phi pi situation. Yeah, do I'm gonna, that. I'm going to help you out along the way. Are there one or two ends is what I need I to know. You just got way too deep and heavy. I'm just going to keep reading these, um, I don't know, um, warning slash blueprint books. My next one is Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, that's a good one. That? There, there is I, a movie on that. Um, I've never read that. I've, I've I never read that one, so it's a book. I guess it's a book burning type. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, 
And to be clear, I didn't mean to go down those paths for the football. Like I'm not doing I don't this. Give a what? shit what you, uh, whatever makes money. I don't care if you go through fucking a seance. I don't care if you go to a fucking so- secret society. I don't care what you do to get to them. Just fucking get them. <laughs> don't give a shit. Oh my god, that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've even like, there's even like some musical theory stuff that's like crept in here now that I'm running through at this point, working through fucking Hertz numbers of certain fucking notes that have been that have been tailored to certain ways of fucking thinking. So yeah, it's a it's a fucking it's a big mind fuck. Uh, but again, it's it's been a fun book to read and I keep making more and more notes and so I don't know when this rabbit hole is gonna fucking end. So it never ends. It it really does never end. Keeps going. Yeah, it really like there's too. I mean, you think about the history of everything. There's too much to know mm-hmm. to ever stop it's and just, learn in one lifetime. Like you only have so many like years that you're. Which that's what makes sense to me about the the reincarnation. Which I hope I I sincerely hope that's not a thing. I really do. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. No. And if I do, I definitely don't want to remember that I'd had to do it again. If you reincarnate, do you remember that you're reincarnated or do you just have a certain level of lost so knowledge certain, that you're that you start with? So certain people throughout history have, according to this book. Most people don't. Um, and not that everybody gets reincarnated or whatever. Now, if you subscribe to Buddhism. Buddhism? All the Buddhism, time. yeah. It's gay pride month. Yeah, it's a gay pride month, so we're talking about Buddhism real quick. Uh, if you subscribe to that, real quick, the uh, genesis of, or yeah, the central belief of Buddhism is that you have to uh, free yourself of everything about the material world, cleanse your soul to the point where you will you will not reincarnate ever again. That's the goal of Buddhism, like to not come back here. The whole goal is to say, deuces, you fucks can have this shitty fucking life and this shitty fucking earth. I'm out. Now, it takes many lifetimes to do that for most people. Why would cleansing your souls stop you from being reincarnated? Because you don't have to come back here and learn anything else, basically. You you got nothing else to pay for. Hmm. So basically what they believe is you, when you're here, you're trying to fucking rid yourself of this shit. You don't quite get it done. You gotta fucking come back, try the shit again. You know, oh, fucking humans, man. We're so fucking. Um... So it's like it's like just the fucking never-ending fucking hamster wheel until you get yourself off of it. Now, of course, the original dude, uh, Mister Buddha himself, he knocked it out with one try. Imagine that. Imagine that, according to, I guess, him. I don't know how he would tell Seems anybody Seems to always happen that way for the uh, for the chosen ones. Yeah, but, I mean, even he said that it wasn't his first time around. He realized that, so. Mm. Which is funny, because, like, the original story is, like, he was, a, I think, a prince, born and raised in the palace, never had to worry. He didn't know anything. He So the story is that he was a prince, raised in the palace, didn't know anything about anything bad about life. He walked out 
or got out to the street one day and saw that there were old people. And it blew his fucking mind that people aged mm. and that people lived the way they lived. And he immediately just decided he wasn't going to go back. Like, how could I go back to that when I know that this is this exists in this world? So he went and meditated under a tree for days. And it finally came to him like, hey, I got to give up everything and rid myself of all this fucking want for materialism want for anything in this life and and just clean it like that has to be it and once i do that i don't have to be here anymore so anyway that's kind of the buddha. layman's story of buddha of everybody. Yeah. the story of buddha what and will he come on the podcast is he is he busy yeah i think he said he wasn't coming back he said mm -hmm. he wasn't coming back he should but reconsider who, but who knows maybe he's like you know a cab driver in New York. I don't know how these fucking things work. Maybe you're Buddha. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that dude fucked up. <laughs> fu uh, oh, Buddha, we fucked this one up. We're yeah. not, we got to come back again. God damn it. Fucking blew it. You're a fucking guy in Texas. Way you to go. blew it. You're a guy in Texas. Mm. You went from being fat and having everything to fucking having to just slug it out with the rest of these fucking animals jesus mm -hmm. but anyway it eh, it's a lot of shit uh what else that's you got all i got that's all i got all right boys and girls well uh that was an interesting episode it's episode 40 the deep thinking episode it was a well you know what it kind of it's kind of apropos because when you do turn 40 you know longhorn you said he didn't give a shit but i did a lot of deep thinking that's for sure uh reconsidered a lot of things that I'd done in the first 40 years, um, most of them didn't good. really didn't really care for. Um, I was doing a lot of uh, trying to do a lot of deep dicking for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of thinking, just dicking around. Yeah. So, however you spend your first 40 years, or if you've already spent them, hopefully you spend them wisely. If not, uh, you know, maybe we gave you some things to consider going forward. Or, Spend the rest of them with us. Spend the next 40 with us. Yeah, why not? What else, What the fuck else are you doing? Really? Nothing. Nothing. You doing you're shit not, out there. You're not I'm, fucking Buddha. I'm doing a fucking thing out there. Just wasting time. You might as well yeah. just waste it with us. Waste it with us. Fuck Luke and Vogue. Drink with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, boys and girls. That was it for this episode. Episode 40 of The Bachelors of Babylon. Catch us on the Revolution Network and get this podcast. My boy dropped a new episode of Football and Freedom catch that i will come back with some uh i mean it uh probably this week and uh we got some football glory hole mm. getting close maybe maybe about a month we might drop something but definitely start in august we will start on our our absolute weekly rotation we will start as always two divisions per week giving our absolute lock predictions exactly what's going to happen to the exact record you don't, even, you don't even need to even rethink one second. We were 100% for 100% last year. I still got those records laying we, here we, somewhere. We predicted every team exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> along, along those lines, I do have those somewhere, and um, I created a little your, – your stupid game that you did with it doesn't fly for me, so I created a, a better scoring system that we can – I'm sure we, one that he wins on. 
I actually don't remember. Uh, I have to look. Um, I don't remember doing very well last year, actually. Well, we'll go over when we do the football stuff, though. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys and girls, that's it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Revolution Network, and we will see you next week. Peace.